Ciao a tutti. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode and another week of the Touchline Podcast on Monday, December 20th. Five days left, people. Oh, boy. Five days left. And who still hasn't finished all their shopping? <laughs> I know it's Alex. I know it's Alex. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't be exposing me like that. It was I just mean, a shot in the dark, so I love this. It was just a shot I in mean, the dark. <laughs> At least now I have an excuse with like everything getting shut down in Montreal, so I can have an excuse. <sighs> That's why uh, everyone has to embrace that online shopping, baby. Uh, yeah, but it's too lazy. You know, I got all my stuff done crypto. in November, people. Take- yeah, but I was spending too much money on crypto, and then I was like, mm. <laughs> I mean, hey, when Ethereum drops to like, I mean, back then 5.4 was amazing. When Ethereum dropped to like 5.4, that was a deal. Uh, that was a deal and i mean btc it's only at 60 g's you know it was at 80 odd thousand only like what not even two months ago well it's gonna boom again anyways we're not a crypto podcast even though i wish (laughs) i wish crazy (laughs) we should Uh, actually look into that'll be sick uh, yeah sure i'll do that for another time but we'll we'll stick with football (laughs) for now uh we'll we'll definitely start off with alex because unfortunately as we all know the prem had uh what do you call it? A, 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 a half a weekend, basically? Actually, well, less than even, half. Technically, it's less not than even half. half. Two, three. Wait, I genuinely want to count. Wait, I'm gonna count I think it was four games, right? Four games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Usually, there's nine games. We only have four. <laughs> absurd. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, honestly, I really don't know how to start with this. I mean, look. Practically every single game got postponed, uh, whether it was Man United, whether it was the Wafford game, whether it was uh, West Ham. Uh, I mean, COVID's. I mean, COVID is kind of bad in England right now, uh, from what we can clearly see with these uh, postponements, uh, which is weird because it's literally the only league that's really having this problem right now. Yeah, I know Real Madrid has some cases. Uh, some other teams have cases, but like, we're talking about the EPL where uh, each team has probably five, six cases each. And their games are getting postponed. But Chelsea apparently, no. But anyways, we'll get into that afterwards because uh, I don't want to break my monitor too early. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll start. <laughs> just want to start off Arsenal leads. Look, I've been saying the last two or three weeks, I mean, more than probably to the last month, probably Arsenal yeah, are, are starting. Well, they're not starting. They just look very good. Emil Smith role looks absolutely stunning. Uh, I mean, just Arsenal is looking like Arteta f- has the full group. Uh, Odegaard's looking great. Smith Rose looking great. Martinelli's on the fucking fire with a brace. Uh, I mean, look, uh, that's a good thing about Arsenal. Like, yes, they struggled a little, but uh, I mean, if you're an Arsenal fan, you can really look at this team now and be like, yo. We have a solid team, and they're young as shit. Smith Rose maybe is in like probably twenty one. Uh, Saka same thing. Uh, Martinelli's a kid. Ramsdale's really good for a keeper. Ben White looks pretty decent. Uh, I mean, but it's another it's another disappointment for for Bielsa and Leeds. I mean, look, you are technically playing against a top six team. Uh, but you concede seven last week to Man City. Not well. Sh- Seven was like an understatement. It was seven, like minimum seven. And then Arsenal two. Arsenal had a couple of chances they could have got but couldn't finish. Uh, four one. 
I mean, makes sense. Arsenal dominate the game. Uh, Bielsa, I mean, should they should they sack him? I don't think so because nobody really replaced him. Yeah, with. I was gonna say I don't think anything changes if you do. I mean, and plus Bielsa, you already know what you're expecting. They've had him for years. It's he always does this. It's always just he doesn't care. It's just even if he's losing two three nothing, he's still gonna play offensive football. And uh, look, uh, you're gonna have these scores four one seven nothing, but you'll also have these games where they end up winning one nothing, two nothing against like these Man Cities and Arsenal's and uh, Arsenal's and Chelsea specifically. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, on Twitter I see a lot of uh, Bielsa out, but I think so no, uh, because there's nobody replacing. But look, Leeds struggling. To me, they're a championship side. But yeah, whatever. The only player I really respect is Rafinha out there. I love him. Other than that, anyways, uh, we'll go to Man City, Newcastle. Fucking this game, Man City, Newcastle. As soon as I said it, I think everybody was expecting what type <laughs> of know. game this was, and it was exactly that game. For nothing demo from Man City, just being Man City, man. Just it's just I've said this. I've been saying this. To me, they're the best team in England right now. It's just, I mean, it sucks. You could put them in the best team in Europe right now. Five. I mean, yeah. I mean, apart from yeah. Bayern, no one's really going to give them a run for their money. And I mean, they're doing this without a number nine. Just so we're all, you know, clear on this right now. I don't know how they're this dominant without a number nine. That's just, that's crazy, man. They literally have three. When you essentially think about it, they're the top. Well, I mean, no, they have Yeja Sterling, but let's say Foden. Foden's not as Foden's more of was was more of an off, offensive like offensive mid attacking mid more than a left. I mean, now he's kind of changed to like left wing mm-hmm. and center forward, of course not because like they don't have anybody. But like then Kevin De Bruyne started off as attacking mid. Now he plays center forward and like they've adapted and look, they're the best team in probably Europe right now. And uh, Pep Guardiola doing what Pep Guardiola is. I mean, we kind of expect the game for nothing. Makes sense. I mean, Matsy dominates usual. Nothing to really brag about. Just let it go. Whatever. Uh, the game that I really, really, really don't want to talk about. Uh, it's uh, Chelsea Wolves. The reason why I really don't want to talk about it is because it's not that we played necessarily bad. It's just you can tell we didn't have our team. Like... Shit up. I'm pretty sure I made the list for uh, for Mike yesterday. We had, what, like 10 players? No, we had we literally had 12 players injured slash hurt. Uh, no, injured, hurt, With, or COVID. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we had four cases, and then we had injuries, all kinds of injuries. And then on our bench, we had six players. Two of them were goalies. Two of them were hurt. So that essentially just left us with two actual subs which was Saul and Barkley mm-hmm. which I mean Bar- Saul did play great when he jumped in when he came into the game but I mean look Tuko came out he said it that look he's not mad at his players it's more just the league is failing him because it's like yo when you have five cases on the team when essentially you're losing a whole bench it's like at yeah, some it's... point you're seeing all these games around you getting postponed because of COVID and then your team which is also, having that problem, nobody does anything about it. You're kind of like, look, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, I mean, 0-0, I would say it makes sense, 0-0. Uh, we didn't play our best game. We've been struggling uh, pretty we've been struggling – we've been struggling a lot recently. Uh, but, look, 0-0 made sense. Uh, Wolves played okay. 
Chelsea played okay. Uh, uh, but like as they, good as you guys can without literally a team, right? So uh, literally, we we legit had no strikers. We had no strikers. We had Christian Pulisic, which is a winger. Uh, our midfield consisted of Trevor Chalaba, which is essentially he's a center back, and uh, a hurt Angola Kante, which he still played very. He still he was still in Angola Kante. He's played amazing. He had an amazing game, mm-hmm. but like. When you're when you're forced to put a center back as your CM, especially a center back that's like what twenty years old, yeah, like you Wait, can't really if... build anything. You can tell, like way to just throw him in the fire, you know? <laughs> it's like whatever, man. Uh, it is what it is. Don't really want to talk about it because this the next game, which was probably uh, I I I watched this game. I told Mike to watch it. I hope you watched it. Mm-hmm. Tottenham versus Liverpool. Absolutely sublime. Oh, what a beautiful game. I think you a lot watch... of people are going to have something to say, though, about, you know, kind of what went down. Oh, but Harry Kane. But yeah, the Harry Kane, Robertson. To me, Harry Kane, 100% red card. Yeah. The guy took out the guy's ankle. took out Robertson's ankle. Like, straight up didn't touch the ball. Nothing. Not even close. Not even yeah. close. But in hindsight, I mean, even Robertson's. Robertson, not Robertson's was a red. It was a straight. It was a straight just sweep. But look. It was a great game. Uh, Tottenham should have been up three nothing by the by the like by half, but they should have also had a red card. So there's also that in play. Uh, I don't know if this one game I was very impressed with, and uh, I want to bring up because when we did the Tottenham the build couple couple of episodes ago, we were talking about how Deli Ali will well hopefully start getting to the potential that he's supposed to be and. Last night uh, against Liverpool, he played exceptionally well. Should have scored a goal, but Allison made an absolutely stupid fingertip save. Uh, I mean, look, even Spurs, I, I told Mike that told him for first thing I told him was you can see the Conte effect. It's Harry Wings, Harry Wings, wow. The guy, I think first, I would say first 50 minutes, he made at least three tackles and two interceptions, which caused two, three chances for Tottenham. They ended up scoring. Uh, because for some reason it's like Harry Kane with overpassing just a little or Sun missed, but you can tell that they're they're getting there. They're getting that Conte effect, which is which was amazing to see. It, uh, if, if this wasn't Liverpool, they they would have won 100. It's just oh, that you're playing against a direct massive rival. If this was anyone else, they would have smoked. It would have been a smoke show. Uh, oh, the way they 100%. played, uh, they were bro pressure, 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 pressure. Uh, they wouldn't stop their passing was instead of, was great. It was crisp. It was mm-hmm. quick. I, I, it was just Conte. Uh, you can just tell he was. And I love. I, I mean, we both know this, but like people that don't really know Conte too much, every little, every little action that would happen onto the field, the guy, he would either be screaming, either be sell, just every little thing. He'll celebrate. He'll have an emotion to it, which I mean, it's something that you really want from your coach. And I mean, look, it was a beautiful game. Uh, Liverpool played great too. Spurs played great. It was just a great. To me, this was probably my favorite game of the season to watch. Uh, it was just back and forth, just mm-hmm. straight up all game back and forth. If you guys have an opportunity to go watch it, go watch it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, hey, uh, that's pretty much it for the games. <laughs> <laughs> that was the free all weekend. I mean, believe it or not, people, it was just you know that quick, that crazy. Uh, obviously, we're not too sure what you know what's going to happen with the future holds. Yeah. Uh, obviously, today, as 
well, I'm, I'm pretty sure a majority of people at this point know is that the league has zero intention of kind of uh, pausing anything. Uh, I find absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I find absolutely ridiculous. But like I also told Alex that at this point, that all just comes down to TV rights. Uh, you know, this is technically the busiest time for the PL, and it's unfortunately it makes sense because this is kind of the time that everyone's home. People are going to be watching these games. It's where the most money is made. Uh, so it, it 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 all comes down to that, right? They they frankly, I don't think they really give a shit about the players. Mm. Uh, if they did, they definitely would have paused. My personal opinion is they should, and hockey should even do the same thing: is go back to bubbles, take ten day pause, get people into their proper bubble. Within those ten days, obviously, whoever has it will get over it and then move on, move forward like that. And that way, this issue won't happen anymore. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just reading this thing now. Jurgen Klopp compares COVID cases at Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp came out and said. You will not sign unvaccinated yeah. players. No, not that. Wait, it's over here. Which, honestly, as you read that, to me, I think that's cool. Good on him. Mm. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, fr- frankly, I don't understand what what the problem is with players in the PL and why they're so against it. I mean, Alex and I were talking about this like two days ago where we started talking numbers and they're like, bottom of the bottom when it comes to numbers when you look at italy at 98 i think what is it uh france and spain were next at 95 percent double vaccinated they're even starting triple vaccination so i don't understand what the utter hesitation is when it comes to people in the prem i i don't Mm. get what this is and what i was even telling alex is that maybe in italy because people saw firsthand just how brutal this you know virus really is that maybe they were much more on board with it but even at that, it's not like England didn't get totally smashed either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's I I don't I don't understand what this mass hesitation is, but it's it's ridiculous now. Okay, this is this is what he said it, exactly. This as we always were, we were in contact with the Premier League. We tell them about our cases, the stuff that happens. In the first instance, we had three cases. Okay, so apparently he came on and said that five point. Okay, according to Metro Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has suggested that Chelsea were pretty much able to field their first team, whereas Liverpool had to play without key players against Mm. Okay, so we don't have our number one striker, we don't have our number one winger, we don't have our number one attacking midfielder, we don't have our number one midfielder. We We literally have six players on our bench, with two of them being hurt and two of them being goalies. And we could have played our first... Get the fuck out of here, you fucking clown. I, th- I fucking think Klopp's kind of losing it. I you do love how we clown. went after the ref at the end of the game, though. Oh, of course. Yeah, and he yeah, totally he called him out. Something. That was actually pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Oh, that, Okay, that this pissed me off. Klopp, you had Jota, you had Firmino, you had Mane, you had Salah, you had Milner, you had fucking Keita, you had Robertson, yeah. you had Matt. Go fucking... Oh, okay, that's, Anyone would kill to have too. even two of those players on their team. Bro... You just need some. Okay, bro. I'm okay. I'm I'm done before I fucking lose my shit because this actually pissed me off. He's he's been kind of going off his rocker a little bit recently, which I do agree with. But it listen, it is what it is. The guy's heated. I think, I think it just amounts to everyone just being sick and tired of this overall situation. So it is what it is. You can't really oh get upset oh. with him because unfortunately, it, it it's true that this is benefiting more teams than others. Like this whole mm. flip flop. Uh, from the Prem is just absolutely stupid and ridiculous and it's not fair. And again, goes back to what we just said. The Prem obviously doesn't give two hells about the players. It's just all about mm. the money. So obviously your game was never going to get cancelled. 
because it's a prime time game. Like you guys yeah. are expected. You, you, you're one of three teams that are supposed to finish first. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the, the Prem can't cancel your game, which to me is just wrong on every level. But listen, that's where we're at right now. That's the Prem. And uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's just uh, flat out ridiculous. Oh my God, you're again. Anyways, 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 we'll, anyways. We'll segue <laughs> to a league that I actually played this week. Yes. <laughs> to a, to yes, a busy essentially. weekend. Uh, a busy weekend and another one f- of uh, filled with red cards. Another three, so keep we'll keep adding. Honestly, I think I think we should do like a bet of an over under of how many red cards are going to be come at the end of the season. We're oh going to tally God. it the next Monday. We're going to do that. I want an over and under. We're gonna we're gonna f- I'm gonna drop the amount of red cards that there's been so far because this is beyond stupid, and yeah, then we'll figure ridiculous. out an over under because <laughs> this just... is getting out of hand. Wait, you've done the map already. No, no, but I will. No, okay. no, it just oh, came okay. to mind. It literally just came to mind. I'm down to do this. I'm going to, like, figure out how many red cards next Monday when we do our recap uh, for uh, – because, obviously, we have midweek action. Yeah. We're, we're going to figure yeah. it out. And then I'm, okay. I'm totally – we're going to figure out an overrunner because this is just out of this world. No, that's ridiculous. At this point, <laughs> but anyways, match the 18 ultimately started on Friday. Uh, the first game being Lazio-Genoa. Lazio steamrolled 3-1. Uh, mm-hmm. Genoa – I mean, they scored the goal at the end of the game. It was, you know, Lazio was just tired. Uh, and and this will kind of come up again when we meet Napoli and uh, Milan. But you can tell that these high-rolling teams are just are exhausted. You can just, you can see the body language. So that one general goal was just because Lazio was totally spent and burnt out. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know what? It wasn't ultimately like kind of all doom and gloom. Uh you know, possession-wise, was astronomical. Passes was pretty much, you know, like 50-60 difference. Accuracy was the same. So, you know, again, it's weird. You know, the numbers always tell a different story compared to the scoreboard. So, 3-1, but obviously, you know, it is what it is. Lazio, he's, he's got the quality to see you through, and that's that. Uh, and then the uh, the other game on Friday was Salernitana versus Inter. Uh, 5-0, there's really nothing else to say here. I mean... Uh, it's like 20 shots, uh, pure like FIFA style possession of like 70%. It's just, you know, it, it is what it is. It's exactly <laughs> like, like Alex said about the other game, you know, it's exactly what what happened is exactly what anyone would have expected when you were looking yeah, at exactly. paper. So it just is what it domination. is. Uh, and we'll, just, we'll automatically move on to what I believe was uh, the biggest surprise of the weekend. Uh, Roma totally thrashing Atalanta 4-1. Uh, and what was really wild about it is that Roma, like, they had no possession, man. <laughs> like, if it, we, we, we didn't even need to look at kind of the numbers and the statistical standpoints of this. But if you just watch the game, you saw that Roma had nothing. Like, the, like this is worse than how Conte kind of played with Inter in the first season of just sitting back. Wait, how the fuck did they end up winning 4-1? What? Yeah, it's it's total steamroll, guys. I mean, if it, it wasn't the most entertaining game to watch in the world, but it was ridiculous at the fact that they did it in the first place. Uh, Alex's boy, Tammy Abraham, had a, like a huge coming out party. He scored two goals. Uh, unfortunately, that's what killed me in my fantasy league this week because hey. the guy I was facing had Tammy, and uh, he scored two goals. But wait, they had 20? They had what? Yeah. they Five shots on target, four, 28%. Mm-hmm. I want to watch this game. They had like three times less passes. Their pass accuracy was abysmal. 
it, it was honestly guys it was like i don't know how, what the hell how this happens this is like one of those really one-off fluke things uh if i was atalanta i'd be furious and that's even an understatement to lose against a team like this uh you know from from a statistic standpoint roma had no business winning this at all like straight up mm-hmm. but it is well, what it is yeah. and like alex and i keep saying every week it's the beauty of the game man it's the beauty of the game it's why we tune in is you know wrenches like this get thrown into the machine it happens and the league i mean is whether or not the league is all the better for it i don't know because roma and atlanta are top are like in the top five anyways but it's different it definitely takes the pressure off inter so we owe them big time for that one uh and then our next game was bologna juve two nothing uh and again, I mean, we, we you look at the stats and Juve actually wasn't that great. So I, I I don't know how to keep reading them anymore. I still don't think, I mean, obviously they're not going to win, but I still like the way they're playing still kind of screams that they won't even make it into Europe this year. So it's just that you're meeting Bologna and naturally, I mean, they're, they're kind of in a funk as well. So you're hitting, so like Juve kind of, you know, below the belt kind of punches here. But it was 2 nothing, and Bologna, I mean, shots-wise was the same, but they had way more possession. They, had, they actually had more passing. Their accuracy was through the roof. Uh, but it, it is what it is. I mean, when you have guys like Morata in front, this is kind of what happens. So that's that. it, it is what it is. Uh, mm. But Juve is still very much not kind of exciting. Uh, they're, they're just kind of grinding it out. There's nothing There's nothing drastic in their play. I, I Again, let's see what happens in January. I'm really curious what Allegri is going to do, but it's clear that you know something kind of has to be done at this point. I mean, because, if you came uh, to me and you tell me and you tell me like if five years ago you came to me and you told me that Juventus was getting outpassed, out possession uh, by Bologna by Saputo, <laughs> it's like like what? It's, it just doesn't make any sense. No, it, it doesn't. It's crazy. And it's not the first time. Wow. I mean, even last week was the same thing. They got outplayed, mm-hmm. but they still won. I mean, you, 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 you have, like I said, you have guys like Morata and Dybala, these very clinical finishers who don't even need a half a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's what it is. It, it comes down to this, and it's things that Bologna and everyone else that they're going to meet don't have. Is that You don't have that that really clinical people where you need them. But I mean, two nothing credit to Bologna. It could have easily been a blowout like most of the other games. Uh, but it is what it is. Like I like th- there's obviously positives. Like I said, this, everything tells us that they outplayed them. And it, the two the two nothing. I mean, I watched the game. It's not, you know, it, it one was at the beginning, one was at the end. So it's not that it it, it wasn't close or something. Like it, Bologna could have easily have turned things around but they just don't have the kind of players and that's that's where we see the the astronomical difference it is what it is and then uh, we move on to our first red card game of the weekend (laughs) it was Udinese versus uh, Cagliari for nothing uh, the red card did come halfway into the game but funny enough Udinese like Roma actually didn't have good possession numbers they didn't have the same amount of passes their pass actually was were not the same they were actually lower uh, but they had more shots on target, and I, I think it was like five or six. So going back to being clinical, you know, and uh, Delafeu actually scored two goals, and I'm still really hot on this yeah. player. I still think he's I one of the most underappreciated man. players out there. 
I love him, man. I've yeah. always with uh, I'm pretty sure with Watford. He was Watford, and uh, then he played for what team did he play for in La Liga? He played for La Liga team at some point. Well, is he uh, from Barcelona? I wanted to say Barcelona, but I wasn't sure. But I know at Watford, he was absolutely. I loved him. Uh, he was always great. He's one of the most underrated players. Oh, hundred percent. I've always really enjoyed him. He's, he's got too. speed. He actually's actually a pretty good passer. His cross is a little a little to be desired, but in, in the box, he's actually he he makes things click. And I, I, I it's yeah, a shame. Perfect. It's a, I it, compared it's him to Pedro up. when he was with Chelsea. Like for some reason, to me, he's like a Pedro S type player. Like quick, uh, can make that connection, can finish. But it's like one of those like he's not too flashy, so it's you, nobody really talks about him too much. So he's like under the radar, but he's just a great, speedy, finishing. Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, winger. That's well, that's it. On is. paper, he is a winger. I mean, even mm-hmm. though he kind of plays as a nine a little more often than I think he would like, but I mean, the, the kid's got the talent, and it's something I've always really enjoyed him. But he just he never got that opportunity. So it it is what it is. But I mean, you're scoring two here. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, piling on the misery for Cagliari, who is very much kind of destined at this point to go down unfortunately uh yeah, they yeah. haven't won a single game in in oh, fuck, more than five games at this point uh this is two losses on the trot and i think they have three or four ties like even in between so mm. it's it, it's kind of crazy but uh, <laughs> this is what this is what it is right those are welcome those are to teams. football <laughs> that's it so i mean typically the, they are a mid-level team the, the both of them but calidi mm. is just not making it work this year and who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a manager change probably during the holiday break. I have no idea, but we'll, we'll kind of figure that one out. Yeah. And then the other, the next game with another red card, because, you know, why not, <laughs> is Fiorentina versus Sassuolo. I actually finished 2-2. This is an entertaining game if people want to watch. Uh, Sassuolo actually had way less of everything compared to Fiorentina, but it was a lot of back and forth regardless. Uh, Sassuolo kind of hit them on the break a few times, which was really, really nice to watch. Uh, it may be a tie, but they Sassuolo seems to be kind of picking it up a little bit. So you know the the, the tie with us and then the losses, like it's not happening anymore. They're, fi- they're kind of finding this level of consistency, even if it is two two. So it's not so bad. Uh, but all in all, it, it was actually a very entertaining game. Fiorentina ended up getting the red card halfway through, so that definitely stopped them. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Fiorentina was better than them in every way. They like doubled, you know, their stats are double compared to uh, Sassuolo. So it could have easily happened if it wasn't for the red card. Uh, obviously, always playing one man down completely changes dynamics and everything. So it, that, that, it is what it is. That's what happened. Uh, but it was a highly entertaining game for people who do actually want to watch it, believe it or not, the 2-2. Uh, for like on those, it's one of those rare occasions where the scoreline actually matches the excitement of the game. So mm. it's something cool for people to kind of pay attention to uh, if ever you want to kind of catch up on a game. It's definitely one I recommend. It's basically uh, like the Liverpool Spurs. Basically. Yeah, basically. Just exactly. not as just not as top tier, but I mean, Sassuolo, we all we so we always see them always picking up points against these big clubs. So it's kind of not of a surprise that Sassuolo actually picked up points against Fiorentina. It's but, honestly uh, to me, it's a cool story because Sassuolo came from nothing and they actually ended up for the longest time. But now it's like Spets and stuff kind of took it over. But they actually had the smallest stadium in Italy, mm, well, for, for sure. like a team in La Serie. And they've grown to become a team that is, and I think we've said it before, but they're they're a thorn in the side of most big teams. What? Yeah. Like, like I don't like when it comes to meeting your your typical you know 
top five sisters, they call them. It's like they're a totally different animal. Yeah, so it's, 100%. it's it's crazy. So here you like we, we keep saying, you know, Fiorentina top six, they could easily be a little higher. I mean, one win will kind of change things around a little bit. Yeah. But they they did well. I mean, this is I, I don't know. Uh, I know Di Francesco is not there anymore, but he helped create this animal that we still see and that still puts up really cool fights even to this day. So credit where it's due, good for him. I mean, wherever he ends up now, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still out of a job, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's the world of football, right? I mean, yep. he's, he's had a strange career path since leaving uh, Sassuolo and then Sassuolo. Roma. It's been kind of up and down, but listen, it is what it is. And yeah, then, uh, you know, we move on to another game, which was actually kind of entertaining. You wouldn't think it because it's like two, uh, two of the bottom tier teams, but it was Spezia Empoli, finished 1-1. And... It's hilarious because both goals are technically an own goal. <laughs> nice. So the game the game is just wild altogether, even though Empoli actually outperformed them drastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good, good on Empoli. Spezza is above the cutoff, but their form is, you know, just garbage. Uh, they haven't won a game in probably like three weeks. So Jesus there's that. <laughs> Empoli, there's, yeah, Empoli there's is kind of grinding not. it out. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, Empoli is... A feel-good story, like the team with the feel-good story, they're literally one point behind Lazio and four points behind Juve. So conceivably, with a couple of more wins, you can kind of see them get into the like the European standings. So this is a team that last year was not even supposed to make it. Uh, these teams weren't supposed to come close, and they and now here they are. Yeah. <laughs> like they're basically season, 27 points, man. It's crazy. There you go. They're basically West Ham. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a very good uh, analogy. Yes, it's a great comparison. They're not supposed. To, they're not supposed to. Make, they're not even supposed to be in the prem, and then out of nowhere, they're you're they're in like the top six discussion. You're like, where the fuck did they come out of? But, but that's it. Like they they've effectively switched places with Cagliari. Yeah. That, that's what's going on because yeah, yeah. typically Empoli is what's fighting to kind of stay in, and mm-hmm. Cagliari is pretty much 10, 11, 12 in the league. Like they're in that sweet spot in the middle with Bologna typically and Udinese. So it's kind of like they swapped out and it's really funny, but this is the kind of game, the kind of story that leagues need. And it's great that it's in ours, just like, like you were saying for the Prem, you have, uh, wait, who did you just mention? I just drew a blank. West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. Cause I just, I, sorry guys. I just got a report saying that the NFL is officially shutting down. Are you so, serious? Yeah. So it, it, it took my way. So for anyone listening in, oh, uh, it's officially gosh. shutting down from the 22nd to the 25th. So it's not, it's not much, but the game. Huh? Yeah, and then they're gonna apparently reopen facilities on the 26th. So that's, anyways. So yeah, so you know these are the feel-good team uh, stories that every league needs and wants. And here we are. You have Empoli that could conceivably, you know, come February could be in the top six, which would be sick. Yeah. But uh, and moving on to our third red card game of the weekend <laughs> was uh, Torino Verona. So it was kind of a grind out. It was one, it was one, nothing for a Torino. Uh, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I mean, Torino definitely was kind of the better team, but it was literally, I think it was, they had one shot on target and happened to be a goal. So it was, nice. it was very like Milan last week, like very clinical. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, passing wise, they, they were really, really good. Uh, but I still, I don't know. Torino is definitely in a better spot than they were last year, but there's just still something you watch their play and they, 
I, I, f- I feel like they're they're just playing it very very safe. Like you watch the passing, and it's very like uh, FIFA maintainish, where it's mm. in a it's in a dime and they kind of just pass to each other like five feet apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a very cautious style of play. I think they're kind of just forcing teams to ultimately get pissed off and anxious. And that's probably what ended up leading to the red card in the first place. Cause I mean, it was, it wasn't even at the halfway mark. It didn't even get to halftime and they're already down. So listen, credit to Torino. You play how you play to grind out and get wins. They got it. One, not one, nothing. Uh, they're in 10th. Verona's in 13th. The two teams at this point, I don't think are going to uh, go down. So, you know, you, you take it where you can and move on. Yeah. And then That's our cool. second to last game was actually Sampdoria versus Venezia. <laughs> Again, Venezia with one shot on target, one goal. Uh, Gabbiadini scored in like the 40, 45 seconds into the yeah. game. It was wild. Uh, but actually, all in all, it was, it was honestly a pretty entertaining game, though. Uh, they were actually very, very evenly well matched. It could have gone either way. This is, again, like our previous match, it's one of those matchups that you don't expect to be entertaining but they actually were yeah. so there were, it, it was a lot of fun to watch i'm not gonna lie there was well over 400 passes possession was pretty even uh Sampdoria could have easily have gotten more out of this they, they had uh eight or nine shots compared to venezia's one so it's it, it could have easily gone to Sampdoria, especially with gabbiadini who got a couple of chances but it is what it is right uh so- soccer's uh, football is all about the the like they say, it's a game of inches, right? So, yeah, you know, a, couple, a, a misstep here, uh, uh, too much of a power here, an overstep, you know what I mean? So it kind of played in. But Gabbiadini mm-hmm. could have had at least another another goal, maybe even two, being generous. But it, it is what it is. Uh, I thought it was an entertaining game. So another one of those that if people want to watch, believe it or not, it was pretty good. And then the marquee matchup, obviously, of the weekend. Uh, kind of like the Liverpool game, depending on who you ask, it's a very divisive game. It ended up finishing 1-0 for uh, Napoli. Uh, Milan had the goal taken away at the end of the game, mm. kind of in the dying breaths for like an offside. I forget who the player was who was on the floor and was deemed oh, to man. have impeded. So it, it, it it's the rules I still don't really understand. Uh, it's strange, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, welcome to football. We're everything uh, yeah. confusing. But the teams were as evenly matched as you can get from, you know, just from watching. And then if you want to break it down from an analytic standpoint, they were pretty, as, as, as even as you can be. Like, as even as two teams could be, it definitely lived up to the hype. It was a lot of back and forth. Uh, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before with the Lazio game is that you can really tell now that these guys are getting tired. You know, and, and I remember when we started doing this and we started talking about Napoli and Milan and Lazio, you know, Alex and myself and even Alex was saying, listen, you, you cannot keep this level of intensity. It's just not possible. Oh, no way. No I way. mean, not, not with the benches that they have. It's not that it's impossible, but you do not have the bench, the bench to do this kind of stuff with. Exactly. So, you know, Milan, when you're bringing people off the bench, it's, it's not people that you can trust to kind of do this all the time. So Napoli is yeah. the same thing. I mean, who the hell are you bringing on? You're going to bring on Mertens to do this for 45 minutes. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's no way. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe, know. yeah, obviously maybe one game out of four, but uh, to, if you want to win the title, essentially it has to be practically every single game. you got to have a full team, That's every it. single ready. Yes, I'm not saying that every single game you're going to be, you're going to be amazing, but it's just, 
just to have the players and it's just it's it, it's even comes out to pressure because if you know that let's say you know you're the last you're the you're the last option there's a lot more pressure on you because it's like if you fuck up you fuck up like you essentially are playing with the league title chances here but if let's say like i don't know i'm not saying that players would i don't know how to put this it's more like you know you, you have to you have to do something or else the chance of you winning the league is practically zero but that's it that's so, the stress, and if you're a fucking title contending team, which I mean, look, we've always said it: the deeper your bench is, the bigger chances are of winning. That's literally what it mostly comes down. That's to. it. And and again, when we started talking about you know the start of the season and all this, it's the point that I brought up that that's why Inter was slight favorites over everyone else is that our bench is way deeper. I mean. I can turn around and put on Gagliardini or Vidal or Sensi or Vecino. It's like, who else has that? <laughs> like Vidal is on my bench. Sensi, who's a phenomenal talent, if he was made of glass, is mm-hmm. on my bench who can come on and I can count on doing this for the remaining 45 minutes. Well, look at so your strikers. That's it. And then I have Alexis Sanchez who's on the bench who him and Dumfries over the past two games have been ridiculous together. I mean, the tee-up has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, once Correa is healthy, hopefully, uh, we'll be back to having two rotating stri- two ro- line of strikers, which is fantastic. So, I mean, you, it, th- this is where it comes in. It's, and this is the importance of depth. And I, I remember we mentioned it last week and the week before. This is where you start seeing the difference. Teams yeah. cannot keep up insane games the way they started throughout an entire season. Like and I said, is, who, who am I bringing not... on as Napoli as as, as a backup? Really? Like there's there's no one. Even even AC Milan, who I'm gonna bring on Giroud. I like mean, I, hey, 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 I love Giroud, but no, yeah. I know, like he's. I have a point. I I hundred percent agree that he's clinical, and I, I actually do enjoy him. I think he's another one of those very underappreciated strikers, and he's a mm. phenomenal header of the ball. The guy's amazing. Oh, that's crazy. But it's like, but it, it like. The guy was the guy never played with that intensity in the first place, and you expect him yeah. to do it now at his age. So that that that's and that's why Ericsson never really fit in under Conte's system. It's like the yeah. guy is incredible, but he's never played in a system that required him to be a workhorse. Yep. I mean, so that's why Conte never team, trusted him. Right? So it's you see, it's the, the proof is always in the pudding in one way or another. Yeah, hundred uh, percent agree with you. So that's what it is, and you know I've. After this weekend, thanks to a Napoli, Inter is officially uh, winter champions. Uh, they can't be caught at this point in time. Uh, from a statistical standpoint, 70% of teams that go into January f- uh, 1st end up winning the league. Uh, obviously, we know that AC Milan is one of those very few teams that you know didn't see it through last year. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Good. Thank God. And uh, the other two times in the last 10 years was actually twice by Napoli when Sadi was there and giving Juve a run for their money. Uh, but again, yeah, you know, you look, you look at the Napoli team and again, the AC team is that even when they were doing this, the, the bench wasn't there. No. You know, even Napoli at the height of their power didn't have the bench. So that's why I, I am more confident. I was, I, was, I was, you know, I was confident coming into the season, but now it's, I'm a little more. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been kind of throwing this out there on a constant basis that you can't keep playing to this level. And it's starting to show. I mean, Napoli keeps dropping. Milan keeps dropping. Uh, if if Roma didn't do any favors to Atlanta, Atlanta would be second right now. 
so you know what I mean? So it's, it's still very tight. And like we've been saying for the past month now, we won't have a very clear picture until February. But, yeah, that's, that's if, but if you believe in numbers and stats, like a lot of people do, it's on Inter's side right now. You so probably at, do right at now. this point, it's officially like ours to lose. You know what I mean? If you didn't believe in stats before, you definitely believe in it now. Yeah, that's sure. 100%. 100%. That's 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> he favors you, you fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck, man. I'm pretty sure in the Prem's the total opposite. It doesn't matter Christmas. I'm pretty sure that uh, I remember last year, two years ago, they'd always talk about like, oh, whoever finishes first in boxing, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I agree. It's, we'll see. Anyways, we'll see. But the, it is what it is, and that's that's you know the city at weekend. Obviously, we have midweek fixtures. But like yeah. I said, at this point, Inter can't can't be caught. Uh, at least you know not until you know whatever February, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we should technically we should be fine. We meet Torino, and then wow. Napoli and Milan could have some tricky matches. You never know, right? That's the beauty of it. So hopefully we bring in another three points, and maybe they slip up a little bit more. Uh, yeah. But but that's it. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's first, second, and third. You Inter, Napoli, Milan. Then you have Atlanta, Roma, Fiorentina, and Juve is knocking. I mean, right now it's literally a three-way tie for fifth. So Juve's Juve is kind of getting themselves back, but I'm not. I'm like I said, I'm still not convinced of this form. Oh no, they're not winning convincingly. There's, so it, it is. There's what nothing it is. convincing. We'll see where kind of takes us. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing convincing. You you just. Like, I didn't watch the game. I I really want to now because of the stats. I saw. Actually, no, what was the two games? I wanted to watch the Roma and Juventus. But you can just tell stats-wise. It's just, at the end of the day, Juventus is just more clinical. But, but Bologna, Bologna literally looked like they dominated the game. So, I mean, I didn't watch it. I am going to watch it because it's actually really intriguing me. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's fucking embarrassing, man. Juve is fighting for fifth. Fuck. Well, listen, you know, and, and, and I've said it before, right? It's all about cycles, and Juve's yeah. cycle is ultimately over. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, oh. we, we don't want the, the the Inter winning to be like the one random blimp in the radar. Uh, but again, going back to statistics and stuff, it's very very hard to make this kind of gap up. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, if, if you're if you're if you're not blowing out teams like Genoa and stuff out of the water, Bologna and all that, it's like. You know, it's you're you're not you're not you're not scaring people anymore. You're not scaring teams anymore. Yep. And everyone knows that if it if it isn't for the forwards, Juve would be a lot worse off. And we, we, you know, Alex and I have spoken about this before, but it's like their midfield is garbage, and your back line is aging, aging, and you have Delit, who's not at all living up to his potential. Man, the reports of him coming to Chelsea has been crazy, which I I freaking love, but. I mean, look, because uh, I, I'm convinced that Rudiger's, uh, he's gone. Yeah, I'm I think we can safely say it at this point. But there, there's a lot of rumors going around. I mean, there's him. Onana apparently is 100% back. Uh, Obama Young oh, apparently I mean, is out. Alexis Sanchez yeah. is going back to Barcelona. So there's all kinds of shit swirling right now. It's this is this is why we love football, man. It's so like all these transfer rumors. Is, oh, I love it. I love as, transfer rumors. As ridiculous as they sound, you know, like the saying oh goes, God. "Where there's smoke, there's fire." So there's we, we have to believe that there's at least some ounce of Wait. truth in some of this stuff. I got a final report. I saw. I saw a report that apparently Lukaku is interested to go back to Inter. Wait, I have no, to find no, no. this. I, I know what report you're talking about, and the and his agent said that he's definitely not done with Italy. 
So he's not. He's definitely not coming back anytime soon. But maybe towards the tail end of his career, instead of doing what a lot of guys do and go to the MLS, he's gonna come back to Syria. I saw the report. I saw the headline. I didn't read it, but from the headlines I saw, I was like, "Bro, what?" No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, no, the agent just said that he's he hasn't closed the book on Syria and that he will eventually kind of find his way back. So I think that's his way of saying. You know, instead of going to the MLS like everyone else, bro, I'm going to go back to Italy. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, two positive injury updates out there. Okay, now. Jorginho Sullivan's birthday. Okay. I'm ch- I really want to find this. Anyways, I'll, I, I'll find it afterwards and I'll read it afterwards. Yeah, 100%. But like I said, it's just his agent saying that. But okay. f- for me, it's more, I'm really curious what's going to happen with Obama Young because, I mean, apparently he, he wasn't even, like, they're not even allowing him to basically train at this point anymore. So, well. He's kind of on his own, unfortunately. So on Do you hear what happened? Well, I don't know. Apart, apart from everything? the whole late and all that stuff, I have no idea what else might have happened. He didn't show up to training. And then on his Instagram, he posted a story of him getting a brand new. He didn't come to training because he was supposedly feeling ill. Mm-hmm. And so, especially with the COVID and whatever, it's it's a pretty good reasoning. Yeah. But sure. then on Instagram, he posted a story of him getting a brand uh, of him getting a tattoo. Oh boy. The same okay. day. And then I mean, that's literally where it's just like it broke the cameras. I mean, that's where it just that's where this whole shit show just started popping. I mean, him not coming because he feels ill. Okay, that makes sense. But then when he posted an Instagram story, it was all over it was all over Twitter. Everyone's like, yo, uh, not well, everyone's like, yo, okay, Obama Yang's get because there was reports of him not going to training, and then oh, he's getting attacked with like the fuck. Yeah, and then slap to the face of everyone involved. I mean, 100%. put yourself in a in the shoes of another player. It's like I'm here in the morning busting, and you took a sick day to go get a tattoo. Like what? <laughs> and and like you said, at a time when you shouldn't be kind of screaming out that you're sick. Exactly, it's like the worst time to do it because it's like when you when you say that you're ill, then it's now there's a straight up process. If you you say you feel ill, there's a process. You have to go get tested. Blah blah. blah. So it's like, fuck, who knows, man? Who knows? Whatever, man. But it's not the first time he's done stuff like this. Even at Dortmund. Uh, at Dortmund, somebody was trying to force himself out. Uh, he wasn't showing up to practice. He Apparently, a couple of games he was coming late. There was some like stuff like that that was going on. It's not the first time. Obama but but the thing is, it's like, you know, you're not, you're not young anymore, right? So Obama yeah. has been around for a while. So doing this shit isn't attractive anymore. <laughs> Oh, I know. Like now, more than ever, when teams are hurting from a financial point of view, it's like, if you want out, just say it. Don't be, don't continue to act like a child. Exactly. They'll sell you. They have no problem selling you. That's it. But like, dude, going going about it this way, like, as a, if I was a team, bro, I'd be like, I don't need someone like this here. Like, you're not coming in to do your work because you're getting a tattoo. Like, that's, I mean, look, that's you're supposed to do after the day, you know? I mean, look. Since he hasn't played, they've won. What they've won the both. They've won both games that he hasn't played. They've actually looked very, very. I was going to say, convincing. and convincingly, convincingly, they've won. Convincingly, yeah. Convincingly, yeah. <laughs> convincingly, they've won. So it's. Wow, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't man. need him at the end of the day. He's thirty-two, man. man. I remember when he, in his Dortmund days. Wow. Thirty-two. When That's was what I'm building? saying, man. Like you're 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 playing with serious fire, man. You're at the tail end of your career, and you're acting like a kid. Like if you want, if you're if you're trying to milk out your career for what's left of it, like this is not the way to go. Wait, what? It's only been three years since he's been in Arsenal. Wait, that can't be. Nah, it's got to be more than that. Only three years. There's no way. January thirty-first, twenty eighteen. Wow. 
journal. Wow, okay, it feels hella longer. Uh, yeah, okay. it feels way longer than that. Jesus. I mean, look, he's 32. I mean, he has four goals in 14 games. That's better than Lukaku's doing for us. I mean, that was kind of <laughs> shade. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to find its own. I, uh, man, God, I don't even want to talk about Chelsea now. I'm fucking pissed off. But anyways. Well, anyways like the same anyways. goes, guys. The grass is not always greener on the other side. The no. Prem was always going to be a hard adjustment. And Tuchel, I don't know. I, I, I love him because he's super meticulous and everything. But I, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of there's a, because I I think the biggest problem is that when I think about when I think about the top two teams to me Man City and uh, Man City and uh, Liverpool their front three is constantly the same if not but Chelsea never have the same front three it's always like one day you'll have Werner and Lukaku the next day you'll have uh, Pulisic this 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 that and then the next day you have that which I mean it shows that yes okay our depth is good but it's like. If you want to build chemistry and you want to yeah. build like not the way you got about like, it. <laughs> like last year with Inter, it's like we all knew the front two was always gonna be Martinez and Lukaku. It was just no doubt about it. But now it's like you never know who's gonna start, who's not gonna start, which I think that's the biggest cause of problem because it's like they people are like, Oh, Werner and Lukaku is supposed to work. I'm like, Yeah, but they've only played three games together. Yeah, how the exactly. fuck are you, how, <laughs> how are they supposed to get chemistry together? What is this? This, they, this isn't FIFA where you can just plug players in and you're 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 on. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work this way. Exactly. Whatever, man. I'm not worried. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be great. I'm pretty sure the lit's gonna come next year. I'm pretty sure we're gonna win the Prem next year. I'm pretty sure we're gonna win the UCL next year. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get the best player of the year. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty fucking sure Tariq Lamptey's gonna get the Ballon d'Or next year. Okay. I I, I think this is a good place to stop dropping people. <laughs> <laughs> Once Alex starts getting really out of touch, we can we can start moving on. Tarek Lamptey for Ballon d'Or 2024, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my prediction. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a curious January, like we said. There's there's all these insane rumors. I mean, and there's even what's going on with uh, Azbilacueta. You know what I mean? Like I, oh, I don't yeah. his, his contract's up. It doesn't look like he's renewing either. You know what I mean? I mean, then it's from what we've been what we've been thinking about it. Well, nothing about it, what all Chelsea fans think. It's more like. If Aspi wants a sign, if Aspi wants a contract, we're gonna give him a contract. If he doesn't want, if he wants to leave for more playing time, then respect him. Good for good for him. But like, it's something I definitely don't want. I want him to stay at Chelsea, obviously. But I mean, look, we paid what I think it was like three million for the guy, and he's played over what I want to see five hundred games yeah, for I, us. It's like, I was gonna say, I think you guys got well worth your money. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean I'll take that any day. That's and again, it was a, it was another little. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a little transfer. I seen Lille for some reason we make the best fucking deals. Was it Lille? No, it came from Marseille. Eight million, not bad. From 2012. I mean that's still nothing for what he's given you guys. He's given us what nine years of just captain of pure hard great work and. Oh, I love him. Man. How many? Cups? I love him. <laughs> You oh my I mean? god! Oh my god! Bro, I'm looking at this. Okay, so two prems, one Champions League, one FA Cup, one English Cup, two French. Okay, no, two Europa, two Europa leagues. Oh yeah, 2012, 2013. It's true. The year after we won the Champions League, which is which sounds really weird. How the hell? Oh yeah, it's true. We won the Champions League, and then we won the Europa the year after. It's yep. really weird. It's really weird. It's usually the other way around, but whatever. Anyways, anyways. Uh, he's, he's mean, your equivalent of uh, Zanetti for us. That's what it is. Essentially, came in for nothing, and he ended up being incredible. Same positions too. No, I mean, right? Yeah, uh, other sides. Oh, okay, Zanetti's a left. 
no, no, Zanetti is a right. That's Belquata is a lefty, no? No, he's a right. He's a right. He's a right. So there you go. Same, yeah. Same, same thing. Same player. Yeah. It's a he's well, he's a right slash center back. He he can play both. He plays both. Okay. So and he can play left too. But the guy plays everywhere. Fuck. Put him straight. I've, 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 I've seen him so many times play left. That's why. So maybe f- I'm just so used to that. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it was younger, but I, I don't remember. I know he's always been the Reese James substitution, or like he was always like it was either Reese James and they were like intertwined. Reese James will go center back, he'll go, but anyways, anyways, it's basically here's an empty. Let's just put it that way. Fuck yeah, it. they're equivalents. Yeah, of one of the, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Leader, beauty, fucking <laughs> shirt in his pants. <laughs> you know, you know, what we call him, huh? You know, his full name is like Cesar Spiricueta. You know, what we actually call him Chelsea Vance. What? We call him Dave. Dave. Because John Terry couldn't say Aspilicueta. So he goes in an interview. He's like, he's like, oh, instead of calling you Aspilicueta, whatever, he couldn't pronounce it. He goes, we're just going to call you Dave. <laughs> and then for some reason, we just call him Dave. <laughs> some people just, sometimes like, you'll hear like a podcast and you'll, you'll hear Dave and you're like, who the fuck's Dave? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, it happened to me. I'm like, who the fuck's Dave? And then I was searching. I'm like, oh shit, it says Aspilicueta. I'm like, shit, okay. Man, guys, just sure talk Danny. He always has his shoes tied perfect. Oh, I love the man. Dude, the guy's yeah. great. He's definitely a great servant to the club. And at this point, I guess he's earned the right if he doesn't want to stick around, right? Oh, 100%. He can, at one point he in does your what career. He, wants. Yeah. he does what he wants. It's, it's okay. Respect to the guy. He's not a fucking Tsiboko fucking snake. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to get into that before. Before he starts smoking from the ears. Uh, we'll definitely okay. call it here. Uh, unfortunately, not much else to report. It's you know, like like we said, it was it was it was a half a weekend for the Prem. La Serie, you know, did its own thing. Uh, I mean, we just touched base on transfer moves. Apart from that, there's nothing really going on. Uh, it is the holiday, so I presume not a lot of talking is technically going on, anyways. Yeah, everyone's so, so busy. So there's that. I mean, we'll we're gonna we're gonna check these games out midweek, and we'll touch base with everyone again on Monday. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's gonna be a lot of the Prem games to make up for. So we'll I mean, there's see. no, there's no, there's no midweek games for us, though. No, for you guys, no, it's just less city. We have league cups. We have league cups. That's it. I mean. So it is, that's that's what it is. And for us, it's all. Uh, actually, they start tomorrow. They start tomorrow and they finish on Wednesday. Uh, Ampoli and Milan actually meet each other. Spets and Napoli meet one another. So it, it could be a little bit of an interesting uh, matchup. Uh, Juve so. meets Cagliari, so it should be kind of a straightforward win for them. Roma Sampdoria could be a toss up. So there's mm. there, there's some tricky matches here. You never know. Uh, there's some it interesting would, ones. It would be epic as hell if Empoli pulled like some crazy win. Uh, obviously, right. we want you know Empoli and Spezia to uh, you know realistically at least pull off a tie, but yeah. uh, you know you never know. So it's it's gonna be an interesting week, and then everything starts up again in January. So um, there you go. You know we'll 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 hit everyone up on uh, Monday, of course, after the holidays. Uh, Christmas mm. this year is on a Saturday, which is dope. It's yeah, always fun when it's sure. on a weekend instead of like midweek. So, yeah, but honestly, you get a you get days off work. So I mean, I mean, I still get days off. But... Yeah, it's true, but you know, weekends. Are weekends. It is what it is. Yeah, weekends always better. Nothing that be some weekend vibe. That's it. So <laughs> Ooh, uh, weekend vibes. <laughs> on the weekend vibe note, uh, I think I'll say we'll end <laughs> it here. Uh, yep. Wishing yep. everyone, you know, uh, a very happy holidays. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the time off, uh, you know, more than ever, you know, stay safe. Yeah. Uh, if you're eligible for boosters, definitely get it. I mean, we're all coming up soon. So yeah. just 
you know, keep doing your part. Let's get over this shit as soon as possible. We're all exhausted and tired of it too. Oh God, so yeah. uh, stay safe. Happy holidays. And yeah. uh, that's see you guys that. next Monday. Yeah, yes, see sure. everyone on Monday with uh, some recaps <laughs> and uh, a couple of pounds heavier thanks to the holidays. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank the 100%. Lord. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. right. So a huge good night, everyone. Enjoy. Good night, ladies.